to be present, we must be intentional. And to bear fruit, we must feed the soul. You're listening to Positive and Ponder. Welcome back to another episode of Positive and Ponder. I'm so excited for today. Um, This is a podcast for those who are new. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything and the aim to give you some encouragement, gain perspective and ponder together. And I'm excited for today's episode and the guest speaker that I have uh, for you guys today. But before um, I have her introduce herself, um, just a quick background of what this whole podcast will be about um, and a background of what's been happening in my life these past months or just over the pandemic in general. For those who don't know, I have been a nanny professionally for about a year now and I'm studying to become an early childhood education teacher and have always worked with children and teens and youth for a, a while now. So it was just perfect for me during this time um, to become a nanny and I was raised watching my mom be a nanny when when I was growing up. So my first gig was last year, um, taking care of three four year olds (laughs) Um, as my first gig, I know, but it was such a blessing, like they were the best kids ever. And I just fell more in love with it. And for the first time, I've, I felt like this job was never dragging, like I look forward to every single day. And they're just so thinking cute. Um, And so I just love seeing them grow. And so as the months pass, um, I did a lot of research on whether or not there was a nanny community, because the only nannies I really knew were like my aunts, my moms, her friends, and everyone who was way older than I was. Um, And to my great surprise, um, the community was bigger than I expected. There was like podcasters, bloggers, vloggers, people around my age. And um, Rainy, who will be introducing herself, the person I have today, um, she was one of the first accounts I came across. And I was just in love with her content, you know, the free resources that she had that not many people will share, or, you know, there's not much advocacy for nannies, which I'll have her talk more about it, because she's way more advanced than I am. Um, And, you know, I bought her resources immediately. And I just so excited for today because I've watched her just on a glance of what she's like on social media. I'm sure there's way more about her, uh, but I'm so excited for her to, to, to not only talk about nannying, but just the life that she's cultivated. And I've generated a topic talking about a cultivated life. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Rainy, for being here with me. <laughs> Hi, I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, it's so funny because I remember when you first messaged me on Instagram and I was like, okay, who's she? And then, you know, we were chatting and it was super sweet. And then I realized you had a podcast and I was like, what? And so I went and listened to like three of your episodes and I was like, oh, she's so cool. That's so cool. And so I love your podcast. So I was super happy when we were able to like collab. Oh, I'm, thank you. I appreciate it. And like we were talking about this earlier, how this is kind of like a comeback episode for not being around because <laughs> I'm sure everything is just so crazy in everyone's life. But um, coming back to you, can you introduce yourself and what you really do for our listeners today? Yeah. So my name is Rainy. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Rainy of Oh So Simply. Um, oh So Simply is the brand where I 
help nannies with their taxes and contracts and just like the business side of being a nanny, all of the nitty gritty. Um, I myself have been a nanny for nine years and I was just helping nannies, like mentoring nannies for such a long time. And one day I was like, you know, I should just like put this on a website, <laughs> make it easier on myself to have something to point to that's tangible. So I went ahead and did that with the help of my husband, who's a graphic designer. And we started Oh So Simply. So I have, um, yeah, just like a ton of blog articles, a ton of podcast episodes now, a ton of YouTube videos. And then I'm on Instagram and I on Instagram share more of my like nanny life, like what I look like as a nanny, what I do as a nanny and just my personal life too. I share on my Instagram. Um, like for example, my husband and I, we bought a van and we started building it out and I was telling a few nannies in my close friends group and they were like, you have to share this on Instagram for everyone. And I was like, oh, okay. So there's a very small highlight reel. Don't worry. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't derail my Instagram, but there's a small highlight reel on there about my van build. So, um, yeah, that's, I've just like, I love connecting with other nannies and helping them work through the struggles of communicating with nanny families and finding the right fit for them. Awesome. Wow. These are like all the things that I aspire to do in the next coming years. So this is great. Um, but <laughs> I guess starting in the beginning, when you first started nannying, um, how long did it take for you to kind of make the decision or what pushed you to be an independent um, wanting to do a business? So back when I started nannying, there were, as you said earlier, there are such few resources for nannies out there. And when I started nannying nine years ago, there were even fewer. <laughs> so like a lot of nanny influencers or like a lot of nannies that are publicly known on social media um, or that have their own website, they sprung up in COVID, like in the height of COVID, because there were a lot of nannies who were, had been nannying for many years and realized like, hey, I could start mentoring. I could start doing this online. I could start. So they were looking for other sources of income, which is totally understandable at that time. Um, but that's when a lot of the resources that we see now kind of sprung up and that nanny community started. And so before that, I was like everyone else. When you first start nannying, I didn't really know what to do for my like taxes or for my pay. Uh, negotiating contracts was kind of like fumbling through them. But I think just over the years, I started when I was 16. I started nannying um, and I was babysitting well before then. Most of my life, I was babysitting. I grew up in a huge family. There were always family, friends, neighborhood kids, always babysitting. Um, but then when I was 16, I was like, okay, I need a job. And I got this nanny job off of care.com. Like a lot of us, that's where we find our first jobs. And I hated it. It was awful. I <laughs> thought that it was that I hated kids. And I was like, but that doesn't make any sense. I've never, like, I love kids. But uh, I just realized the part that I hated was, that my employers had free reign because they weren't held by any kind of union. They weren't held by any kind of social standard. It was just awful. And I realized that like, if I wanted to keep doing this, I couldn't let myself be walked all over because it really just made my job. Like I hated it. I, it made it miserable. So from there, I started like adding clauses to my contract. First of all, I made a contract because I was like, nope, let's just lay out some ground rules. Yeah. <laughs> and then I started slowly just like every with every new family anytime I got burned I would add a new clause to my contract like that's not happening again um so now my contract the one that's for sale which is the one that I use it's like 
10 pages or something crazy long. Like it's a lot. And it's because I will not get burned <laughs> again. And I don't want other nannies to have to get burned to learn to put things in their contracts, like trial periods, like annual reviews, like paid time off, vacation time, like those things should just be in there. But I realized that I'm a little bit um, bossy, some people say, and I like to be in charge. I like to be in charge of my schedule. I like to be in charge of what I do as a nanny. Um, like I don't like having to stay at home with the kids all day, every day. Like I had a job where that was a requirement and at the time they were my employer and I was just like, Oh, this is awful. I never want to do this again. So then my next job, I said, you know, just so that, you know, I want to be able to take the kids out. And the more I got vocal, the more I realized like, Hey, maybe I'm not actually wanting to be an employee. Maybe I want to just be the boss. I want to come in and say, this is what I do. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And a lot of families are not okay with that. Mm. And a lot of nannies are not comfortable with that. So there it is. I'm a rare bird. I do not think that most nannies are self-employed, but for the few of us that are out there that prefer to be self-employed and it works with the family, um, where I do, I come in and I set my rates, I set my hours. I can call in and say, so-and-so is coming in today instead of me to watch your kid. And that's fine. Um, you know, I make my schedule. I just, I don't answer to anyone. Um, I, of course, as I tell families, when I interview with them, I always take into consideration their thoughts, their feelings, because without them, I have no work, but I, at the end of the day, will decide, you know, how I'm going to work. And so that's kind of how I got started in it. And then when I started being a self-employed nanny, after talking to multiple CPAs about my situation and wanting to start a business, um, I realized there were no resources for that, yeah. <laughs> like anywhere. And so then that's how so simply like became oh so simply where I was helping other nannies that wanted to be self-employed set up contracts and get business licenses and figure out how they're going to be tracking their taxes and just all of the things that come with owning your own business that's awesome I think what's really unique about your situation specifically is like it took you nine years to generate the things that you're putting out it's not like Mm -hmm. putting out information just for the sake of them receiving it like even down to like how the how color coordinated your things were because it's me like (laughs) I was like this is what I would have like this is what I would need you know and you were definitely putting yourself inside the shoes of what would a nanny need because there's so much anxieties when it comes to the beginning stages and um you've definitely helped me in terms of like you know, using my voice and being very, you know, stern in what I say or like believing because I feel like a lot of nannies, since they don't have much advocacy or like support, like they feel like they don't have much of a say. But it's like, as you said, I think in one of your podcasts, like we do have rights, you know, Mm -hmm. We, we we should be treated as if we are, you know, our own individuals, not just like people to be stepped on, which is a great thing, I think, to segue to in terms of, cultivating a life for yourself and you said that you have developed like your own voice and being vocal um how has that I guess not only in your career but like how has that translated or helped you throughout in every area of your life yeah so it's interesting I was just having a chat with some of my friends I had a girlfriend come from out of town and so we went 
we went out for brunch I felt like such an adult <laughs> it was so weird I was like we're going for what now and she's like we're going out to brunch and I was like uh okay I didn't know we were doing that like that's the thing anyways but I was out with some of my friends doing brunch and we were talking about how there is like this switch that flip in your mind where you become more confident just overall in your decisions, in your choices, in who you are, you stop feeling like you need to apologize for being who you are and just embracing it. And we were talking about scientifically, it's because your brain finishes developing at 25, but most people know it as like, oh, you come into yourself at like 25 or 30, you know, that's when you come, you know, you become who you're going to be or whatever. And that's how people usually will word it, but it's literally your brain finishes developing. And I was telling them that it was interesting because um, I just turned 25 earlier in the year and I felt like shortly before that, I think COVID pressure cooked it a little bit, but, (laughs) but shortly before that, I felt very confident in just saying, you know, this is what I need. This is a limit that I'm setting because I want to be happy. This is a boundary that's in place so that our relationship is healthy. Um, And as I started getting more confident and setting those boundaries, not only in work, but in my personal life and communicating and being honest and open with my family and friends about my needs and um, how my health is going. So like mental health wise, everyone during COVID had a crazy mental health experience, like because it was stressful Um, and just being able to say today is going to be a chill day. Okay. I need from my husband. I need you to be the one to clean the house. I do not have the mental, physical energy to do that. Mm. Telling my um, nanny family today is a day where we will color. We will have quiet time. We will play with Play-Doh, but we will not go out and do an activity today. I need to just be at home. And so being able to vocalize those things, um, it really helps in every aspect of your life, but being confident in who you are and being confident and knowing and recognizing your limitations and your needs as a nanny and as just a person, um, I think really makes a difference in your level of happiness in your job and in your life. Because when you're able to set up boundaries, it makes relationships healthier. It it takes out the guesswork, you know, they're not having to guess how I'm feeling or how I'm doing because I straight up tell them today's a bad day. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z, or today's a great day. Today's a day where I can take on more. So if you have a task for me, that's extra, that doesn't just include me watching the kids that you want me to do. Today's the day to present that to me. Don't present it to me tomorrow in the hopes that I can do it tomorrow. Present it to me now because today's a good day. So like being able to explain that it takes the best work out of it. And it makes people feel more comfortable and reassured when you come out confident. Um, but it really starts with the inside. I have an episode on my podcast um, called Confidence in Your Nanny Business. And it's with my friend, Sarah Pyland. She's amazing, confidence coach. Mm-hmm. And she really focuses on women being confident in themselves and their body and how that in turn produces confidence in your workforce, you know, in your workplace, in your life, just your relationships, everything. Um, but I really think that that confidence is what changes your outlook on being what being a nanny means Mm, I love that if that's the case biologically that you aren't really done until 25 like I just can't wait (laughs) (laughs) 
like in the process of pruning for so long because I'm turning 22 this year. So I'm still very young, but I had to grow up really fast at a young age. So it's just, it's like, I always say this to my friends sometimes because I always have like older friends. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to reach, you know, 25 or at least 30 to just talk about furniture or like, you know, <laughs> just like other stuff. But um, I love that. And I think for me personally, I'm like, still on the battle of like knowing that I have the confidence within me because I feel like everyone has that little spark in them it's just a matter of like utilizing it and like really you know taking um, advantage of what you have you know gift wise or talent wise um, for you because I think we have similar things when we like to know the outcomes or like you like taking charge you know Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very like that as well I'm very like like when you had your, like your, your, your spreadsheets and stuff like that, I'm very the same way. How are you usually, and you can talk about the journey of it too. How are you in situations that you can't change? Yeah. So, um, it's funny. My husband actually came up with a mantra (laughs) for me (laughs) because I was having a really stressful time, um, a few years back. And it was just, honestly, one thing that I thought was you know, that I wanted to mention on this podcast, because I feel like it'll resonate more with your audience than it would others. And I feel like it's something that's so true. And it will just give you and your audience a leg up if becoming a nanny or when becoming a nanny and just in life in general. But being self-employed is fantastic. You get to set your own schedule, you get to be the boss, you get to you, you do you, you know, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that, that it is a lot of work. It is not always um, validating. You don't always get amazing fans that message you and want to have you on their podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't get that all the time. Um, And in fact, you get very little feedback, especially in the beginning. They say that if you're starting a blog or, you know, in this case, a podcast, expect for two years to go by before really developing an audience. And that's a long time. That is a really long time to get no feedback or to get limited feedback or bad feedback for that matter. And so just keeping in mind that it is a struggle. And while, you know, we try to stay authentic on social media, social media lends itself to showing positives and showing the highlight reel. And so like, you just, you don't always show the struggle (laughs) that that's behind building up your business. Um, So there was a time where I was really struggling. I was like, I don't love this anymore. It's simply so hard. Like nobody cares. I'm speaking out to the void, you know, and it was just, it was a lame feeling. And he would ask me, what can you control? And then I would list off what I could control. And he would say, okay, what about what you can control? Are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do? So I would say like, for example, um, I would post, I would get behind on my schedule for my blog post. And he would say, okay, what can you control? Well, I can control my feelings about it. Like I can control my like external processing (laughs) and I can control my time. Like how much time I spend on this? And he's like, okay, what can't you control? I can't control the fact that things in life come up and push the schedule aside. And then what are you, so you have to let go of the things you can't control. And then the things that you can control, do something about it. So we would sit down and we would write a schedule where maybe I dropped some of the blog ideas that I had, or we would just schedule them out and just say, okay, we're going to not, we're not going to think about the fact that you didn't get those other ones up. We're just going to move on 
as if everything has been going on time this whole time. And, and frankly, the first two years, your audience barely notices or they just don't care. (laughs) And you're like over here panicked about it. Like, oh my God, like just how we were talking in the beginning of this, like I haven't posted on on my YouTube or podcasts or blog. I haven't posted in like a month because life happens. And I was just like, oh no, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. And then I did a poll on Instagram and I said, um, you know, how would you guys feel if I posted once a month? You know, it's for my mental health, blah, blah, blah. And I did this little spiel and everyone was like, take care of you. Do what you need to do for you. Like, it's okay to not post all the time. We love what you provide, but we're here for you. We're here to support you. And it's just like, oh, okay. So I'm the only one panicked about this. Like you guys don't care. Or I had some people on the Hello Nannies podcast that I do with Nanny Janae, um, where we review childcare books. On that one, I asked, I said, hey guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so behind on posting these podcast episodes. Have you listened to the ones, all of them that are already up? Yeah. Like 90% of my audience was like, no, not yet. And I'm like, okay, so then I don't feel bad. You go back and you listen to the ones you haven't listened to. You catch up because we're, we're like reading a book together. So I'm like, you have to be in sequence. So it doesn't matter if I posted this new one, if you hadn't finished the ones before it. So it's like, okay, go ahead and listen to those. I'll be posting later. So it's like, take control of what you can take control of, but just literally let go of the stuff you can't control. Because most of the time we are way more overwhelmed by stressed out about things that other people are like, what? I don't care. Like, who cares? It's like when you gain five pounds, nobody notices. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Except for the person in the clothes that fit different. Like mm-hmm. nobody notices five pounds distributed on a body is nothing. But we, of course, were like, oh no, I'm gaining weight. Like my clothes don't fit the same. I'm going to have to buy a new whatever. It's just like, whatever, get over it. Like nobody cares. <laughs> and and I literally tell myself that I am such an external processor. I verbalize like out loud things to myself all the time. It's like, Rainy, nobody cares about it. Girl, you look great in these jeans. It's fine. We're moving on. Okay. We're going to have a great day. We're going to, we're going to have fun in these pants. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you say those things out loud to yourself and it starts to positively affirm your mindset and changes the way that you're viewing yourself and how your day's going to go. Oh, yes. All I can say is like relatable, (laughs) like on so many (laughs) levels. Like everything you said, I really agree. And I think I'm in that process too. Like I will, I tell like, like, cause I, I, I'm a youth leader. And so I tell them like, guys, it's okay to talk out loud. If you need to, you know, tell yourself to chill out. Um, and you'll look like the crazy lady, but I'm telling you, it's better for your mental health to just talk to yourself out loud. You're good. We always have these narrations in our head, you know, these made up stories. I think, um, because I'm an overthinker for sure. Um, so it takes a lot of a lot of practice to to try to train yourself to, you know, chill out. Like you said, what can you control? And and you're great that you have that support system by your husband husband. Like my boyfriend and I had similar conversation yesterday because I've been trying to push video um podcasts myself because I just mm-hmm. I'm just on audio right now. I really love just the audio aspect itself, but I eventually always wanted to go to video, but I'm such a perfectionist sometimes. Like I don't have a setup, like I don't have the greatest camera. And he's like, you could have asked me, like I do videography and I'm like, 
So it's just these things that I put in my head sometimes that might prevent me from reaching a certain potential or reaching, you know, a certain level that I desire to be. Um, and talking now uh, where you're living right now and, and how you're going into van life, can you talk more about that? Because I personally want to enter van life so bad. Um, so please tell me how that's been for you. <laughs> yeah, so it's that's so funny because I remember when I started posting it, I got like this surge of like DMs and stuff about van life. And I was just like, uh, that's not what I'm here for. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Mike and I live in a tiny home. So we were gifted a trailer, a 1990 Prowler, um, like a year or so after we got married from his uncle because it had a ton of water damage. It was basically trashed. <laughs> and so we had to completely renovate it. But we were like, free shell. We'll do that. Tiny home life. So <laughs> we rebuilt the inside in three weeks because we had to be out of our place. And we now live in it. And if you want a tour, the listeners, if you guys want a tour of the tiny home, it is on my Instagram. There's a highlight reel me. And in that you can see a tour of the tiny home, which it's of course, like always I'm changing it around a little because, you know, like with COVID, like we both needed offices to work from home. So it's, it looks a little different, but you'll get the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, we love road tripping. Um, so normally, oh, I was going to say tiny home life because we're normally international travelers. We usually travel internationally for a month at a time every six months or so um, because we just love it so much. We're usually doing volunteer work with the deaf community, um, but in whatever country we're in, but we love traveling. And with COVID, we couldn't go internationally. And we, in fact, had planned on moving to Mumbai, India. We had our tickets bought, our bags were packed. We had an apartment there. Everything was we were looking forward to it in March we were supposed to be flying out well we all know what happened in March COVID (laughs) so that didn't happen um so we were grounded like you know can't fly grounded uh not like grounded by your parents but we were grounded and it was dreadful like I could not get over myself to have such high expectations and not have them realized was really challenging for me um And so needless to say, Mike tried cheering me up by offering me an alternative idea. And we ended up going on our first road trip and it lasted three weeks and it was amazing. We took our Honda Fit, we laid down the back seats, we put a futon in the back and we camped in it. And we just like went off and we were doing dispersed camping and all these national parks. It was amazing. Um, And so we realized we both love road trips so much. And with COVID like never ending, um, we thought like, we should try it again. And so we did it again and again. And then this last time, and every time we did it, we would see van lifers. And I'd be like, oh, I want to do van life so bad. And Mike is like, no, we live in a small enough house. We're not doing that. And I would see them and I'd mention them and just like again and again. And we did a couple of tours in them. Like we would, we'd be camping by someone and I'd be like, could I poke my head in and see your van? And they'd be like, oh yeah, of course. Come in, let me show yeah. you around. Like, cause van lifers are all so proud of their van. Yeah. Um, so we would, we saw a lot of them and this last trip, Mike realized that we could potentially, um, do van life, like road trip style touring while snowboarding, mm-hmm. but cause we both love to snowboard, but in our car, it would be too cold. And so 
that kind of like flipped him a little bit and he was like well maybe <gasps> we could get a van and I was like what okay you <laughs> promise no take backs like I immediately nailed that down and I was like okay we're gonna start looking for vans so we start looking online and I'm just like on our way home like because we had decided this on a road trip we weren't even home yet and I'm already like oh maybe we can stop in California and get this van oh my gosh look <laughs> there's a van in Oregon we could get all the way home like you know just looking at all these things and then we get home and we start looking at vans. So we were, we went over to my parents, my in-laws, and we were like, hey, can you come with us? My dad-in-law, so he could look at the car and everything. And he was like, oh yeah. And then I realized like, wait, they have a van. And they were using it before to like haul, they have like a buy and sell kind of business and they were using it to haul product. And I asked, I just asked my mom-in-law, I was like, hey, uh, what about your van? Like, are you selling that? And she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, we would sell that to you. And I was like, wait, what? I like, I was kind of kidding. And she's like, no, yeah, we would totally sell that to you. And so we opened it up and we talked about pricing and she was like, okay, we can do this price. Ooh, but if you come and you do some yard work for us, we could give you this price. Ooh, and if you help me, you know, with her business, then we could give you this price. So basically she's like coming with all of these different prices, like depending on how much work we could do for them. And so we ended up settling on a super low price. And which I'm not saying yet because I will have a YouTube video where we go over all of the prices and the build and all of that. But um, we get it for a super good deal and we just started renovating it. And so the interior, we've worked on it. We've taken it out now on two or three short camping trips. So now it's like getting prepped, but it's been super fun. The build itself is hard. <laughs> It's really hard. It's way harder than YouTubers make it look like you hear them always complain about like, oh, the curves in the inside of the van. They're so hard to work with. Yes. But then they always seem to just like move on. And like, yeah. there was no big deal. No, they literally, I was like crying, but it is fun to build. I was able to do the electrical by myself. Which, I mean, <gasps> obviously YouTube help and stuff. <laughs> no, the electrical, I thought I was going to be so bad. It was so easy. It was like, so, I mean, it wasn't, okay. I take that back. It wasn't so easy, but it was easy after watching like two YouTube videos that I, I have bookmarked so I could send them to you. <laughs> and then, um, also, um, after just like stepping back and figuring out what do we actually need? So part of our whole living in a tiny home, we are very simple people, like so simple people. Um, my mom calls us her, uh, adorable hippies and, <laughs> we just like, we just have like so few things. So space wasn't really an issue in our van. And then because we're not going to be living in it permanently, um, there were certain things that we didn't need in it. So like, technically we don't need a sink in there. I'm thinking about still putting a little one because I have all the stuff for it. Um, but technically we don't need one. And then like, we are definitely, I was not about putting a whole kitchen in there. Like I do not, see the value of that because I'm just like you use it for meals that's it and even if you cook a lot we have this really cute um it looks like a little like saucepan but it's just like you plug it in and it mm. like cooks everything mm -hmm. in this one pan and we're kind of one pan eaters anyway and I was like as long as I can do that in my instant pot what more does a girl need yes. nothing <laughs> because it was on sale and Mike really wanted one because we were going to do the dual battery setup anyways I'm kind of diving into van life stuff a little too, <laughs> too deep I think but the point is is that the van is such a fun project and it is going to allow us to be able to vacation affordably, locally, be able to see all of our national parks, do hiking and snowboarding because those are two of our favorite things. Um, and yeah, we really have had fun doing that. 
Oh, that is so exciting. And I can't wait to see all your content that you're going to put out on, on your van and just how it's going to end up looking. I'm so excited for you. I have been dreaming of it. It's been a dream. So I'm nowhere close to actually in the process of living that life yet. But one of the things I love about van life and just, you know, I'm not a hardcore minimalist, but I do love the values. And in your life, um, how has living simply um, with your name as well? How, how has that <laughs> yeah. incorporated in your life? Why, why do you love to live simply rather than the other luxuries you can, you know, get? Yeah. So since you're, you haven't started on the van life path yet, I always warn people start simplifying things now because you have to go through stages of simplifying. So when Mike and I got married, we lived in a two bedroom house and, um, I had two and a half closets (laughs) of my clothing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and now I have like standard size packing cubes. I have maybe eight. (laughs) Mm. So, but we did it in stages. So we did it. I went in the house, I went down to one, having all of my clothes in our bedroom. Um, And then I went down to moving into the tiny home where I took up like all of the closet space. Then I slowly moved into having only two closets in the tiny home because we have two closets and like a dresser and a half kind of. Um, And then I went down to one closet. So like, I just keep simplifying, keep simplifying, keep simplifying. Um, and so it is a long process. So I always recommend people start way before they actually want to do these things. Cause it is, it's an emotional process to get rid of your things. Mm-hmm. Um, especially even if you don't feel like you're attached to things like clothing, it's like, ah, I'm not really that sentimental about clothes, whatever. It'll be fine. I can get rid of it. But then that was really hard. And I didn't realize how many memories were attached to some of the pieces of clothing that I had that I didn't wear anymore that I could get rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, So big fan of taking pictures of things as you simplify and like reusing them. So some of my um, shirts and things I like would cut out the logo and like patch it onto my bag or onto like, um, I have like one, I had like one blanket where I had a bunch of just like patchwork collage type stuff that I had stitched on. Um, So it's like figuring out how you want to keep your memory stuff, but definitely start simplifying now. But the reason that Mike and I, wanted to live a super simple life is one because we are both bible readers (laughs) and those of us that are know that living a simple life is better it's in fact you know what jesus recommends us do Mm -hmm. um also it's just freed us up to do so many things so like i was saying before we both volunteer in the deaf community so we're both fully um well i would never say fully fluent because that's not true we're fluent in sign language but like sign language you're always learning more um but we know sign language and so we are volunteers in the deaf community locally as well as when we travel internationally we try to help the deaf where we go um and so having that freedom to be able to up and travel so being in the tiny home for example our rent i'm not exaggerating because i was just talking to my friend who's looking for a place is one tenth one over ten guys one tenth the price of renting a studio apartment in our area. Oh my gosh. And it's because we just have to pay for electrical and the water that we use, which is like nothing. So being super simple allows us to have the money and the time. So like we can pay for rent here and go and be in another country for a month 
and not be spending an arm and a leg, you know? Um, so we're able to do that, which we love being able to do that. And then also living simple just takes off the stress. So I don't have to think about like, oh no, our house is a wreck. Like, no, I know it's only going to take me 20 minutes to clean my whole house. So even if my house is a disaster, it's going to take me like 20 minutes. Or if I'm watching TV at the same time, it's going to take me two sister, sister episodes. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, I know that this is only going to take a short time to clean. I know that there's not a lot of maintenance that I have to do um, on it. I know where everything is. So I'm not usually searching for things. Um, but there's just so many benefits of living a simple life. Like in the morning, I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear because I have like all my clothes are my favorites. So it's like, I just pick, do I want to be warm and wear pants or do I want to be, is it going to be hot? And I'm going to wear shorts. Cause then I have a couple of options, but then like, I have like three of each <laughs> and then it's like, okay, what shirt do I want to wear? Do I want to wear a plain shirt or a graphic shirt, long sleeve or short sleeve? Okay. Decision made. Like it takes no time at all for me to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it makes like, I do laundry once a week and I have two loads of laundry. The end, like, it's just, everything is shorter amounts of time. Um, and honestly, it saves the environment. Like that's another thing that I don't usually talk about <laughs> because <laughs> I'm passionate about it, but I always remember like everyone is working to save the environment in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, there are ways that you can, you know, help the environment. So like having a simple life, we have a smaller eco footprint because we had a compostable toilet for a really long time. But yeah, there's just areas like I use less cleaner because my house is smaller. I can make my own cleaner because I don't need a ton of cleaner. So there's just like all of these little benefits of having a smaller house and a simpler life. Ugh, I love that. I, what I've learned throughout the years is like, especially if I still live, you know, with my mom. So things accumulate over time, especially culturally, you know, it really depends on um, how are you raised and, and what kind of environment that you live in. So I'm first gen. So accumulating things is kind of like a... Um, kind of like a proof of of how much you've been through in life and like you know and for me I like simple <laughs> so so I, I I remember you know from the beginning of the episode we talking us talking about what can you do with what you have hopefully and praying for that time when I have my own nest for myself I I do desire life to live simply you know minimalism is not about restraining yourself rather it's just taking things out to make room for what's more valuable and important and I guess for a last question to close out, um, what are some underrated mantras, perspectives, or parts of your journey leading up to this point where you're at in your life? What are the things that you may have not valued before, but you took, you know, with you and, and are grateful for that specific event or that change or breakthrough in your life? What would you say? What was those moments? That's a really good question. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love what it's bringing to mind. I think one of the things that I really think is underrated is journaling and documenting your journey. Um, I think that being able to look back and see your mindset change, being able to look back and see physically what you had versus what you have now and did that actually affect your happiness? Um, I really, really value my journaling. It's my time to be with myself and my thoughts. And it helps me gain perspective on where I'm at in life. Um, and so I really love journaling. Another more practical thing that I think is um, way 
way undervalued is a financial education. Mm. So just knowing finances, <laughs> like knowing how to budget and knowing how really to value your money. So knowing how to budget, knowing which grocery shops to shop at, knowing how to acquire credit, a good credit score, um, knowing how to have multiple savings accounts in different banking institutes, like just knowing these things um, and setting yourself up for financial independence, especially when talking to a lot of younger nannies, setting yourself up for financial independence so that you can invest in a home so that you can buy a van so that you can pay for these things is really nice. And knowing that it's not as far out of reach as you think it is, because there are, you know, for example, there are personal loans that acquire hardly any interest that you could get to buy your van. If that's what you're going to live in, like be a house owner, you know, or a homeowner. Um, or if you want, you know, building credit, building credit is super easy. You have a credit card and you pay it off at the end of every month, you're building credit so that when you go to ask for a loan, you get a higher loan at a lower interest rate. So just these, knowing these things, um, I think helps people realize that their goals are closer than they think they are. Um, and that is one thing that when I was younger, of course I took advantage of it and I hated it. I mean, I took advantage of it, but I hated it <laughs> was my mom teaching me financial sense. Uh, I, yeah, I hated every aspect of it. Like, ah, this is a bunch of, you know, garbage. Like I'm never going to need this in my life. And now I look at myself compared to some of my peers and I'm like, oh man, you're struggling. <laughs> and it's because you just don't know these things that my mom taught me. So I think financial literacy and journaling are two of the things that I think go way underrated for our generation that shouldn't be. Absolutely. And that's exactly why I had you on my podcast because those are all the things <laughs> that, well, financially, uh, I'm still struggling with, but <laughs> journaling, <laughs> journaling's a practice I've carried with me since I was a kid. It's just such a great thing for us to be mindful, especially in a fast paced world. And you get to look back, like, like you said, you love documentation. That's another reason why I moved into podcasting. I never thought I would ever do this but I saw as a way as documenting you know the stories of my life and as well as other people's lives and it's been such an honor to have you here Rainy thank you so I am so happy that you asked I love this and I keep and I keep saying subtly that you asked but you didn't actually ask I like invited myself <laughs> I was like do you want to have me on your podcast I think you should <laughs> because I love your podcast I love it so much it's so relaxing and it's like, it's literally like you're sitting on the couch talking to a girlfriend, like it's so chill. Um, so for people who, cause I will be posting this episode on my podcast as well. So if you haven't already, <laughs> you need to go and find this podcast, the, 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 all the descriptions, everything are in the bottom. I am so excited about this because yeah, it's just so chill. It's such a good, you have such a great podcast for like, I listen to it when I'm commuting to work because it's just like it it grounds you on your way to work I love it oh I appreciate that and that's very affirming to me especially that I'm not as consistent but everything that we talked about today definitely motivated me inspired me and I'm sure it motivated a lot of other people so thank you guys for listening thank you again Rainy for being on this episode 
we all start from somewhere and you can start now it's never too late and don't forget to journal like we i always say on this podcast and rainy does it herself take the time to be mindful and um yeah so thank you guys for listening and don't forget as i always say don't forget to always love to always be curious and to always ponder bye